Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Well, Ron was mentioning that our title this week is Show Me the Glory. Good title. Do you know who said that in the Bible, Show Me the Glory? Anybody know who asked for that? Huh? Moses. Moses. Now, do you think it was just for Moses or do you think it was for us as well? Okay. Good. Good class. Very good. <laughs> Well, we're going to have a scripture reading from Bindi. She's going to, we're going to be start doing that with uh, someone from the congregation doing a scripture. So she's going to come and, and give us the lead scripture for today. Thank you, Pastor. Good morning, church. This morning's scripture reading comes from Corinthians number 2, chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. Now, the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unmasked faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bindi. Praise the Lord. Well... That scripture says that we're supposed to go from what? Glory to glory. Not just stay where we're at, but see more of the glory of the Lord. What is the glory of the Lord anyway? Well, it's his presence, but not only his presence, it's his essence. It's everything that he is coming to envelop and dwell with us. And when, you, when the spirit of the Lord, when the glory of the Lord comes, everybody can feel it. It's like an umbrella that comes over you. And I've been there before where we're just having service, minding our own business. <laughs> and the Lord will interrupt us and just take hold and take over. And we just yield to him and say, okay, Lord, whatever you want. You're so great. You're so mighty. And it's a wonderful feeling. We had that over in the community center a few times. Actually, it was happening every week. And it's actually happening here as People are being changed from glory to glory as the Spirit of the Lord is changing us. I was talking to one couple that said they've been bringing their son to youth class, and they said that the neighbors and her, their school has been noticing that this man, this boy, has been changing, and they don't even recognize him anymore. Amen? How about some, how about some of you? After a while, people look at you and go, you're not the same person that you were a while back. You're so kind, you're so loving, you're so good. What happened to you? I'm being changed by the Spirit of the Lord from glory to glory to glory. Amen? Praise God. Now, we can ask for the glory of the Lord. In fact, it's already been given to us. Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 22, it says, And the glory which you gave me, Jesus said, I have given to them. Did you hear that? The glory that Jesus had, he said, I'm giving it to you all so that you may be one just as he was one with the Father. Isn't that nice? There's something to look forward to. What you've been experiencing, you can have more of it, more of the glory of the Lord fills this place. Amen? Amen. The earth is filled with the glory of God. Let's just take a moment and just receive the glory of the Lord. Amen? Father, you're so wonderful. You're so glorious. You're so mighty. Your presence and your essence is beautiful to behold. For you are good and your mercy endures forever. We take pause to worship you and to thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, Father, I ask you just to guide my, my heart, my mouth, my lips to speak your word. Encourage me, Lord, and take hold of me so that I may be an encouragement to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Now, like I said before, King David said, uh, I want to see the glory of the Lord. I come to your house, into your sanctuary to behold your glory and your power. And, and God wants to do that for us. And we're supposed to seek after the Lord. In, in Acts 17, 27 through 28, it says, they should seek the Lord if happily they may feel after him and find him. I like that word, happily. You know, you're going along and you're looking for the Lord and, oh, he shows up. Oh, although he be not very far from us. He's there waiting to come in and possess us and take hold of us and, and bless us. You know, before I was married, I was ministering to this one girl at church. She actually lived in our apartment building. And I taught her how to seek the Lord. And she would just pray and pray and pray all the time. And so I went over to her house one, one time, and I opened up the door, and I almost fell over. I said, oh, my gosh, the glory of the Lord is so strong in here. What what, what you been doing? She said, I've been praying. Okay, well, praise God. Amen. Some people are out partying. You're praying. Okay, that's good. And she said she could smell the rose of Sharon in the corner of her, of her uh, apartment. Have you ever heard of that, people smelling the rose, smelling roses? Because Jesus is the rose of glory. Praise God. So God does not want to withhold any good thing from us. The Bible says if he has given us his son, how much more will he by him also give us all things? Praise God. So let's look at Moses' journey a little bit. Let's take a little blast from the past and see how we can learn from his example. Remember the children of Israel, sometimes they did good and sometimes they did bad. Does that sound familiar? Is that your life? (laughs) Sometimes I do good, uh, sometimes I do bad. Moses was a a, a guy that would go and talk to the Lord. He would go and spend time with him. And the Bible says in Exodus 33, 11, And the Lord spoke unto Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Now, how do you talk to your friends? you're, You're intimate. You reveal yourself. You open yourself up. You tell secrets. You're on common ground. You're in agreement, right? You have the same thoughts. You have the same desires. You, you don't have to try to convince somebody to get on your side, right? And the Bible says that in Amos 3.3, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? So you have to agree by, by walking and doing the word of God in your life, and God comes into agreement with you. That's the first step in getting the glory of God, doing the things that he wants to do. Jesus said, you are my friends if you obey my commandments. You can't just do whatever you want to do and say, you know, Lord, now come in and bless me. He's saying, like, uh, we need to get on the same page. We need to be, you know, walking the same way. So the first thing you have to do is spend time with God. You can't get away from it. You have to spend time, just like a husband has to spend time with their wife. They can't just, like, put him in a corner, you know, like a dog, say, okay, you know, I'll feed you, I'll take care of you, and I'll be there after a while. No. You have to minister. <laughs> Marianne has to catch me sometimes. Darling, stay here. Wait a minute. Stop. stop. <laughs> Let me talk to you, okay? Talk to me, okay? Praise God. So, and so you have to fellowship with one another. You know what fellowship is, right? It's two fellows in the same ship. And you have to <laughs> spend time with the Lord. Praise God. And you don't just spend time with him and then go off and do your thing. You take him with you wherever you go. God wants to be with you. He wants to fellowship with you. Praise God. So so Moses is up on the mountain talking to God. And uh, he says this. Let's see the next slide. 
he's talking to God, and the children of Israel didn't see Moses for 40 days and 40 nights. And so they started scratching their heads saying, well, where is this Moses guy anyway? Let's build a calf, a golden calf, and let's say that's the God that took us out of Egypt. Isn't that the silliest thing? How could you make a God? <laughs> God is God, but they're deceived and they make it. We make gods, don't we? Yeah, we, we may, our car is our God, our house is our God, all these things are our God, and, and, and God's saying, no, I want to be your God. And so he tells Moses, these guys are down there, you, may, you have to go, depart, and go up from here, you and the people you have brought out of Egypt. Wait a minute, what did he our people? I thought they were God's people. God is disowning him. God said, I don't want nothing to do with them. Look at what it says. Depart up from here, and you and the people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt, to the land which I swear to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, to your descendants I will give it. And I will send my angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites and the Amorites and the Hittites and the Parasites. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> he needs to drive out the Parasites, doesn't he? Go up into the land flowing with milk and honey, but, 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 I will not go with you. Isn't that amazing? God says, you know what? I'm through with you all. I, I, I've had it up to here. That's what my mom used to say to me. Charles, you, I've had it up to here with you. <laughs> Any of your mothers say that to you? No? Or am I the only one? I'm the only one. All the time. Okay, thank you. I got one, one honest guy. And so God was disowning him. He said, I'm not going to go with you because I might destroy you because you're a stiff-necked people. Ooh, 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 stiff-necked people. And <laughs> that was, I, I, I can't, how long must I bear with you? How long must I put up with you? And so God's disowning him. Now, my mom tried to disown me one time. She said, Charles, where did you learn to do that? You didn't learn that in this house. Anybody have that? Okay, thank you. Very, very good. And so <laughs> I said, Mom, I don't know. I just picked it up. And she said, I'm disowning you. You know, an Italian mother makes these proclamations out of emotion. You know, I, I'm going to disown you. And I looked at her and I go, you can't disown me. I was born from you. I came from you. You were there at the hospital. What do you mean disown me? And she cooled down. She said, okay, all right, I can't, I can't disown you. And that's what God did. That's what God's saying here. Now, have you ever had somebody that was so difficult you didn't want to be with them? <clears throat> Can't stand to look at them. <laughs> you rubbed me the wrong way. I had it up to here. I can't take you anymore. Well, that's what God was saying. But guess what? We got to change our thinking. I've given up trying to change people. You know, I, I need to worry about my own self. And see how I can love them into goodness, amen, into God's goodness. And the love chapter is what? Take no account of evil done to it, pay no attention to suffered wrong, endures long, patient and kind. All these things that we have to do if you're a child of God. Are we children of God? Amen. Okay. <laughs> well, God said, I'll, go, I'll, I'll send my angel ahead. I'm not going with you, though, on this trip. <laughs> and Moses said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You've got to go with us. 
If you don't go with us, how will the people know that you're our God? How will they know that we'll have favor? We'll be just like everybody else. You know, God has to go with you wherever you're going. Did you know that? He, his glory will be with you and uh, minister to you. Am I okay? Okay. Uh, and, and, and you know what happens when you have the glory of God? You have favor. You have provision. You have healing in your bodies. You know, things that you do, God is helping you. Like my, my son and I, maybe I need to get another one. Uh, my son and I, we went to go rent a car the other day, and uh, so the lady was kind to us. She gave us a car bigger than what, you know, we asked for, and she was just friendly, friendly to us. And my son said, why is she so friendly to us? She likes you. Why does she like you so much? I go, <laughs> it's not me. It's the glory of God on the inside of me. Amen. We're not going to tell the whole story, no. <laughs> no interruptions from the front row, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> There's a backstory. If you want to hear about it, we'll talk, talk to you later. And, uh, uh, anyway, Moses said, listen, in slide 60, now, for, now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way. What is, what is Moses saying? He's saying, I, I, I want to be a friend to you, but I also want to know what you're about. What are your ways? The Bible says that the children of Israel saw God's acts, but Moses knew his ways. He says, I want to know your way uh, that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. Did you forget, Lord God? <laughs> you know, the, these are your people. You called them out, and if you don't help us, People will say, God, you're not strong enough, and you just brought them out to destroy them. And God repented, and he said in verse uh, 14, Then God said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to God, If your presence does not go with you, do not bring us up from here. So here's the proposition. God's saying, I'll give you victory. You'll beat all the people, all the Canaanites, the Hittites, Parasites, all them people. And... But I'm not going with you. Now, if that was proposed to you, if God said to you, you can have anything you want. I'll destroy all your enemies. I'll prosper you. I'll make you successful. I'll heal your bodies. But I ain't going to be with you. Would you take that? No. Moses said, but I like you. I, I want to be with you. I want to see your glory in my life. I want to have your presence, your essence with me. That's what we have to get hungry for, to just want to be with the Lord. Not, not discounting the things that he has to give us, but, but going to the essence, I want you, Lord. You're, you're the special one. You're the mighty one. You're the one that I want to spend time with. When you accepted the Lord, isn't that what, you, what, what drew you to the Lord? What a good, kind God that he loved us, forgave us, and called us into the family to be part of his uh, nature and his fellowship. That's what we want. We want to spend time with God. Praise God. So in, in um, uh, slide 61 says, And then God said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to God, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. So I'm, we're not going. We're not leaving home without you. Amen. And verse 16 says, For how 
Then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us. So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. Do people that you know know that you are a child of God? Do they sense your presence? Do you act like it? You know, some, sometimes you ever get upset at people on the phone when you're trying to do some transaction? I, I want to give you a little advance notice. There's a lot of people out there that are working now uh, that haven't been working before. They're slow. They un don't understand the business. When you go through a fast food place, you know, they get your order wrong. You know, you got to repeat it and they still get it wrong, you know, but they're just trying. Okay. We're supposed to be mature. We can't act like the children of the world and get all upset, right? Praise God. Okay. So that's what we have to do. And Moses, he took it a step farther. Okay, here's the principles. First, you got to be a friend of God. you got to know his ways. You have to ask for his presence in your life. And then here's something that, the Lord, that Moses asked the Lord that no one else has asked him. He said, show me your glory. Wow, what a request. What is he saying? I want to see all of you. I want to know you. I want to see you. See, when he was talking to God face to face, it was like a radio. You know, when you listen to someone on the radio, you hear the voice, but you don't see the person. And then when you see the person, you go like, hmm, that's not kind of the way I envisioned it. And so you have to go and find, he wanted to say, I want to see your presence. Now, I, I've had some times where I saw some, some movie stars, and I saw their glory. This man's glory, but it was, it was kind of interesting. Like one time, my wife and I, we saw Elizabeth Taylor downtown in a courthouse, and she was just walking by with an entourage of people, cameras and lights and everything, and we just looked at each other and said, that's the most beautiful person we ever saw. I mean, she was gorgeous. I mean, her skin, her eyes, her hair, I go, wow. She's, and then the way she was walking, it was just like glorious, you know? Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> We can have that same glory, the glory of the Lord. Yeah. Well, people see us and notice us, and they go, wow, there's something special about you. I one time when I was working on the, on the, as a salesman on the streets of Los Angeles, saw George Hamilton. A lot of people don't know George Hamilton because you, you know him. Okay. That guy is handsome. Ooh, that tan. He's got this big bronze tan. And I looked at him, and I'm like, my gosh, how beautiful is he? Amen. <laughs> People got to look at us that way. Ooh, how beautiful, how kind, how loving, how caring you are. Praise God. A what? He didn't have a mirror with him, no. <laughs> so Moses says, show me your glory. So now he wanted to see him up close and personal. And here's the way God showed himself. Uh, next one. He said, and the Lord passed by and proclaimed, the Lord, Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in mercy, or goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands and forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. This is the name of the Lord. This is the glory of the Lord. You want the glory of the Lord? You got to act like him, get along with him, be in the same agreement with him. Are you forgiving? Are you merciful? Are you kind? Are you long-suffering? <laughs> there was one guy at our work, uh, when I used to work for Secular World. Of course, we really never work in a secular world, right? Because we're sanctified, we're spiritual, so wherever we are, it's a spiritual world. And this guy was always so cool, oh, so cool, you know, like nothing bothered him. 
He was, you know, cool hand Luke. He was just smooth. And I said, brother, how do you, how do you stay so cool? He said, I just don't let, let things bother me. I just kind of just flow along. I go, what if somebody borrowed like $100 from you and didn't pay you back? He said, oh, man, then I would, I, I would get back at him. I go, hmm, well, what happened to your cool? You lost your cool there. We can't lose our cool when things don't go our way. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So the glory of the Lord is that we walk in mercy, that we walk in goodness, that we walk in forgiveness. Can we do that despite what happens, despite what the outside situations and circumstances look like? Amen. If you can do that, you will see the glory of the Lord. The Bible says that the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. Hey, you got that? The anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. You get angry, you get mad, you get frustrated. God said, ah, okay, you, you, you handle it then. <laughs> I can't work my righteousness in your life. Praise the Lord. So as we conclude, I got some things I want to share with you. So in, in Hebrews 12, verse 14, now, these are all scriptures that you can take home, you can meditate on them, you can study them, you can say, I want to put this in my life. I want this to be part of the way I live. And once you put it in, the seed that gets into your heart, it'll grow, and all of a sudden you'll be doing the things that you have been reading about. There's this one TV show we've been watching, uh, it, and it's about this girl that was uh, deaf, and, and she couldn't speak. Uh, she, could, she, could, oh, no, she could speak, but she couldn't hear. But she learned how to speak, and she is so kind and so loving and so gracious, and the music is playing in the background. I go, that's the way we got to be, living in a different zone, you know, different, you know, feeling and emotions and just not getting caught up in everything. Now, I know it's just a TV show, but at least it's an example to say, I can do that. I can be calm. You know, I, I saw it demonstrated at our first church uh, I, I was in charge of the finances there, and uh, this guy, we, we, we had a big convention that we would invite, you know, churches from all over the nation, 30 nations, 30 uh, states would come, and so this guy from Africa said, I would love to come over and be a part of their, your gathering, but I need some financial assistance, and so my pastor looked at it and said, well, just tell him that, you know, we'd love to have him come. But we just don't have the financial backing to, to help him out. So he, he assigned that to one of the pastors. And so one of the pastors called him from Africa. And I don't know, the phone was not working that well or the translation. And so he said, I'd love for you to come. <laughs> but he missed the, but we don't have the financial, <laughs> you know, finances to, to back you up. So this guy comes and he's at the airport. And he said, I'm ready to be picked up. And can you pay for the ticket? And we said, what? He said, we went to the other pastor. I thought you told him that we, we, we couldn't do this. He said, I guess he just stopped it. At, I wish you could come. And so my pastor, you know what he did? He laughed. He laughed. And I'm looking at him going, you're laughing. I have to, pay the, I have to make sure that we have the $10,000 to take care of his itinerary as he goes all throughout the United States. He laughed. And, and so I said to myself, Hmm, he knows something I don't know. He was calling on the Lord to help him. And so we had a, we had a meeting, and we said, okay, on Thursday, there's a week-long meeting, on Thursday we're going to have a special offering, 
and we're going to say we want to pay for this guy's trip to, from Africa here to see America. And so Thursday we're there, and the guy is speaking. Uh, one of the guys, one of the pastors speaking on marriage, and he was on a roll. I mean, he was saying stuff, and all the married people were going, yeah, amen, you know, that's great, you know. Uh, he had all the wives riled up. He says, you know, the way to get rid of the devil in your wife, just put a $100 bill all around the house. And here's the $100 bill, and he goes, oh! She, she, he said, oh, there's another devil. And, and my wife was just, amen, that's right, pastor, preach it, you know. He said, you know, you women... <laughs> You men, you need to pay your wives for the work that they're doing. You know, she says, what would it cost to have a, a house, you know, a wife and a cook and all, all this stuff? And my wife was, and I, I told her, no, baby, you're, you're saying amen at the wrong time. You know, just be quiet and just let the guy preach, okay? So the next time he preached, he said, is your wife coming? <laughs> he needed a little encouragement. So anyway, he's going on and on and on, and he's going past the lunch hour, and I'm going like, oh, my God, people are leaving, and I'm going, this is the day we're supposed to do the big offering, and everybody's leaving. It, it, we had 2,000 people, and it went down to 400, and I'm going, how are we going to raise $10,000? And all of a sudden, somebody stands up, he says, I, I got a word from the Lord, We've got to help this brother that came from Africa. So let's, 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 let's raise an offering. Let, let's see what we can do to make sure that this guy's you know, ticket and everything is paid for. We raised $10,000. Because the pastor laughed. I had to pray, but the pastor laughed. <laughs> so when you see trouble, laugh and pray and watch God do his work. Praise God. So... In Hebrews 12, 14, did we read this yet? Pursue peace with all men. Are you pursuing peace? Or are you just upset at people? Amen. Pursue peace with all men and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. You want to see the Lord? Operate in peace. Watch the Lord work in your behalf. Amen. So I said all this today so that you can be uh, experiencing the glory of God. And so we have four uh, principles Let's see. First, what? Be a friend with God, a friend of God. Do his commandments. It's fellowship with him. Secondly, learn his ways. Like I was just explaining, he, God doesn't get upset. God's not worried about what's going to happen. He's got it covered. He knew ahead of time what was going on. And you know what happened? Every year, what we would do is the same thing. We would ask the Lord to anoint the offering so that we could cover the expenses. We did it for two or three more years after that. Why? We learned his ways. We learned, okay, God, you are a provider. You're Jehovah Jireh, our provider. We're not going to worry about it. We're going to watch you provide. Seek his presence. But, you know, there's a difference between his presence and his glory. Because otherwise, why would Moses say, I want to see your glory after God promised him his presence? The presence is for you for you to have and to enjoy. But the glory of God is for everyone, that people will see your glory, see the glory of the Lord on the inside of you. So when you go to rent a car, they said, I'm doing this, but I'm just going to give you this big car. Amen, in Jesus' name. Okay, so the love of God will take hold of you. He'll protect you. He'll give you favor. And so God wants to come in and knock at your door. In Revelation 3.20, let's see what it says. Behold. 
I stand at the door and knock. Next, next scripture. Next uh, picture. Is it up there? Jesus knocking? No, no. Keep going. Uh, number 67. 67 is up there? No? Didn't make it? Didn't make the cut? <laughs> Behold. Is, you see Jesus knocking on the door? No? Behold, I stand at the door. You can picture it in yourself, in your mind, right? Behold, I stand at the door. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him, and I will sup with him, and he with me. Do you hear the Lord knocking at your door? Do you hear the Lord wanting to spend time with you? This is not to the uh, uh, heathen. This is for the church of Laodicea. It's for the church of New Heart. It's God wants to knock on your door and come into your heart and dwell and fellowship with you. Are you ready for that? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for visiting us. We thank you, Lord, for your glory. We thank you, Lord, that your glory fills the temple. So we worship you, Lord. We worship you, King. We worship you, Lord. Moses said, show me your glory. We want to see the glory in our lives, in all that we do, at home, at work, on our job, in our neighborhood, in our school, wherever we go, people know that the glory of the Lord is present in their life. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's take a moment and just let his presence come upon us, his glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. Glory to the King. Glory to the King, hallelujah. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Receive the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. He is your strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Oh, If your presence doesn't go with us, Lord, we're not going anywhere. We need you to be with us. You are our God. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just have to wait and spend time in fellowship with the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know if you know that song, I Love You, Lord. I love you, Lord. Live my voice.
any of you don't know the Lord that are listening, know that he's near you, close to you, that he wants to be with you, have a personal relationship with you. You can invite him into your heart by just saying, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I invite you into my heart to be Lord of my life, to guide me all the days of my life. I receive you unto myself in Jesus' name. If you've gone out from fellowship with the Lord, you know you can just run back to him. Say, Lord, receive me. Take, take me back. Let me be a part of your ways. I give you praise and I give you glory. For you have a kind and gentle and a good heart. You're long-suffering with us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Just keep playing, Ron. I... I I feel the presence of the Lord. You feel the presence of the Lord here. gave his life to us. He gave us his body. He gave us his blood. He said, I'm giving this to you. My body broken for you. My blood for you so that you can be one with the Father. So we're going to acknowledge that right now. The bread symbolizing the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. The cup symbolizing his blood. Father, we sanctify these right now. Let it be remembrance of what you did for us. We give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. If you peel back the first layer there, you'll have the communion wafer, the bread symbolizing the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. He sacrificed his body for us. Take and eat of the bread. which is the juice symbolizing the blood of Jesus how could anyone sacrifice in such a great manner to give all of his blood to be drained out completely for us that's the love that he has for us take and drink of the cup us by his truth. He sanctified us by his blood. We're forgiven. We're completely cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Isn't that good news? Amen.